This is the Chicago Podcast Network. Thank you, everybody, for downloading this episode of Out Front. Uh, we're going to go without the regular intro today because today's show is an important show. In fact, it's the most important show that we've ever done. Now, I know I've said that before, but the only reason I've said that before is because we hit benchmarks. We hit spots, ladies and gentlemen, where things are progressively getting worse. So every time we do a show, it is, in fact, the most important show that we've ever done. And just by listening to us, you've already taken the first step towards enlightenment to stop the vitriol and the hate that is out there. And if you stay with us, if you work with us and follow us, we will lead you to the promised land and we will make sure that this great country of ours that I love so much isn't taken over by those who are crazy and are out to get you. So that's why, ladies and gentlemen, today's show is, well, we have a sponsor for today's show. And before we go out to my good buddy AJ Signary out there on the interwebs, it's important for us to give them their due. So ladies and gentlemen, here we go. As we're paying for by the New World Order. New World Order. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are brought to you today by the New World Order. Now, I wanted to do that because there's a phrase that gets thrown around a lot on the internet, and it is the New World Order. And I feel it's important for you to know the most dastardly things that these people talk about. And we're having a little fun with it right there. But I, first of all, that was for you, AJ. How does it feel to be a paid member of the NWO? The N. W-O. That's right. I am part of the New World Order. The New World Order. It's taking over professional wrestling, Mean Gene. No, okay. <laughs> um, so today's show, ladies and gentlemen, as much as we're having a little bit of fun with the wrestling joke there, is about a man. And we're focusing on one guy, okay? And his name is Alex Jones. Now, a lot of you have probably heard of him tangentially or through other people. But the reason we're focusing on him is twofold. One, there are people that I know, people that I like, who follow this asshole. And for the record, if you are younger and you're not used to swearing, get used to it. Because I think AJ and I are going to swear a lot today. But here's the thing with this guy. He's a conspiracy theorist. He is a ultra-conservative, libertarian, however the hell he wants to, to frame himself. But the most important thing is, is that he is a coward and he is uninformed, or more importantly, is, is, is a manipulator. But we're not going to focus on all of it today. What we're going to do is tell you what he believes is the grand conspiracy to control the world. We are going to focus on three aspects of that conspiracy and, and really dissect them and talk about them a little bit as what it means to the conspiracy as a whole. But before we get started on any of that, I have not done the proper. So, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us on Facebook, Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter, Chi-Town Podcast One. And you can email us on Gmail, Chicago Podcast Network at gmail.com. And as always, when we're doing out front, I am joined over the interwebs through Skype with my good buddy, my, my riding partner, my hetero life mate, AJ Signary. AJ, do what you do. Hey, people. That's what he does. He just says, hey, people. That's all he ever does. We don't, we, he doesn't do anything else. He's just here to listen to me. That, he thinks I'm that. No, I'm just kidding. All right, buddy. So we've been getting ready for this one. We've been pumping ourselves up for this one. Here we are. It's the Alex Jones Show. And I want to ask you this question. 
you've gotten ready for this. I've gotten ready for this. How you feeling right now after watching this guy for a few for a couple weeks here? Uh, I mean. <laughs> It, it, it solidifies the notion that Alex Jones is nothing more than a uh, a mouthpiece for the internet. He, you know, just spews information for the sake of spewing information and doesn't have really any tangible um, empirical evidence to anything that he has. And you know, I, and I've said it before. You know, I remember watching you know Alex Jones on a few. Like programs to understand what Bohemian Grove was, um, you know, 9/11, and et cetera, et cetera, and and I was down that rabbit hole, and then after listening to him a little bit more, I'm like, this guy's off his rocker. I mean, I mean, he's talking about things that you know will probably make Trump blush, quite honestly. But they don't, uh, and that's that was the second reason I wanted to get into him. When Trump says the phrase, people are saying. I think he's talking about this guy. Right. And you said you went down the rabbit hole a little bit with him. I went down the rabbit hole. It's the same rabbit hole as that is on the X-Files. His conspiracy theory, if you extract aliens from it, is the conspiracy of the world and that he believes in. And it's from the X-Files. Um, it's nuts. And it's all this whole thing. And it comes to me, it comes off to me, as fear they're afraid and the people who follow him don't want to acknowledge the fact that the world that we live in is just sometimes a really shitty place where shitty things happen to good people and they can't reconcile that so they create a narrative that eliminates free will from it because everything that's bad that is going on is controlled by somebody because people don't want to just admit that the pizza parlor you're eating lunch in can blow up one day. That's, that, that's where it comes from. I'm sorry to cut you off. I just, I want to, this is the kind of thing that we need to, because you say information. He doesn't have information. Information is supported by facts. He has theories and theories can't be proven without facts. So, do you want what do you want to do? You want to do an overview or do you want to just get into it? I think a little bit of both because you know there's there's a lot of his views on things whether it's you know 9/11 being an inside job, um, the Bilderberg group, Bohemian Grove, the whole new world <laughs> order, new, um, new, new. fluoride, how like Hunter S. Thompson, Diane, Princess Diane, Anthony Scalia were all murdered by the new world order. Prince too. Who? Prince. He, he's added Prince. And Prince, yes. Um, Gary Webb. Uh, you know, the world's ruled by Satanists. Um, he has a beef with Justin Bieber. Um, he really hates Obama. Uh, so, I mean, we're talking about a guy who is really entrenched in his own Protestantism and someone who is really considered what's called in political terms a paleoconservative, which really means that you know, he stresses tradition, lim limited government, and a civil society along with having certain religious, regional, and national Western identity and everything. This is who he is, you know. Um, he doesn't agree with, like, traditional conservatives or even neoconservatives. This guy is a little bit more right than people will, would like to um, taste and everything. So, I mean, when you're dealing with a guy like Alex Jones... You're really dealing with a person who cannot control 
his own rhetoric or his own um, delivery of the message and everything. Because, I mean, he has his show, InfoWars, and this is the problem like I have when people have a podcast show or radio show for the sake of having it and just spewing this information out. And what really pisses me off is you have someone like him, and there are people who are sponsoring him. There are people who actually give him validity to what he is saying and everything. And then those of us who are actually doing hard work, who's actually putting information out there, uh, you know, it, it just does a very much of a disservice for those in the broadcasting community. And this is why I feel I would love for his um, work to be shut down. Well, we're about eight minutes into this, and anyone listening, I think it's important that you understand where we're coming from for doing this show. Number one, when I first became aware of this guy, really became like I had heard of him a little bit for the last couple of years, but uh, a friend of mine, and I do say a friend of mine, uh, is a big follower of this guy, and it breaks my heart that he is because I like the dude a lot. But this is a guy, this friend of mine is really into this, and he's constantly posting it. So this is how this guy got on my radar. And at first I was like, okay, this guy's harmless. He's an insane person ranting insane things. And if you want to listen to him, fine, he's harmless. But now we're in the middle of an election with, as The Daily Show calls him, Cinnamon Hitler, as I like to call him, Jackass Von Hairpiece. The, I love that that makes you giggle every time. He, he is a supporter of this dude. In an interview given um, not too long ago, I believe with him, this is this is a this is a quote of Donald Trump on his show. Your reputation is amazing. I will not let you down. Uh, Jones then shared the love to Trump, telling him that my audience, ninety percent of them, they support you. He, uh, Alex Jones, considers Trump a member of his Info Warriors. This is a man who is going to do everything he can to stop the march of globalization. Before we get into individual things, I need to paint you the picture. This is what Alex Jones and the people who support him believe is happening. Now, this is not what I believe. This is not what AJ believes. But if we're going to do this, then we need to show you and tell you how it all works. So this is the grand global conspiracy in a simple-to-understand narrative. Okay. A member of the Rothschild family, going back to the Napoleonic Wars had a large investment in the British stock market. He was funding both sides of the war. People were borrowing money from his bank, and he was loaning it out to both the English and French governments and was profiting from the war's continuation. He received information a day before anybody else that Napoleon had been defeated at Waterloo. As a result, he started a rumor that Napoleon had won. The British stock market collapsed. He bought all of the stocks up for pennies on the dollar, and when the information came that Napoleon had, in fact, lost, he had the controlling interest of the British economy. He controlled over 51% of the British economy. I think it was somewhere in the neighborhood of 60 to 75. The numbers are hard to pin down. But he owned a majority of the British government's money. Now, after divesting and all this stuff, that power eventually went away. But this is where the conspiracy comes in. If you believe in the conspiracy, this is what happened. The Rothschilds bought themselves into influence in the British banks, at which point the British Empire expanded for the sun never sets on the British Empire. Through that, they were able to gain control of multiple regional banks and the credit around the world. Then, 
voting for whatever reason they started world war one as an opportunity to have war to make more money so that they could consolidate their power and actually used american and british intelligence to work with the black hand in serbia to kill franz ferdinand which started the train reaction which started world war one world war one devastated the world the rothschild conspiracy or the new world order as they are now known Brought up controlling interest following World War One and all the banks, which led to a split into the way of the uh, way that they want to rule the world between Faustian and fascist. And the Faustians were Roosevelt, Stalin, and Churchill, where the fascists were Hitler and Mussolini. And World War Two was actually a fight for the control of the global conspiracy between those who wanted it done right away and those who were willing to work in what's called incrementalization. As a result of that, coming out of World War Two, the United States government was bought and paid for by the Rothschilds conspiracy, and since then has had nothing but puppet presidents who are doing the work of the globalization department that wanted to set up three world governments, one in the in North America, which is how we got the NAFTA treaty, one in Europe, which is how we get the European Union, and a trans-Asian partnership, which allowed Asia to become one, essentially setting up the trilateral commission, or three world governments that will eventually be funneled into one world government controlled by the United Nations. At which point, once they are positioned and ready to do all of that, they will unleash a biological or nuclear war to decimate 80 to 90% of the world's population so that they can consolidate their power, move people into what they're calling on the conspiracy website into mega cities, which is a line, by the way, from the movie Judge Dredd starring Sylvester Stallone, and they will then control all water and power and only give it to those who are loyal to the cause and will enslave the human race, which is why they want to take away all of America's guns because we are the last bastion of those who can fight them because we happen to be the most armed populace in the world. Therefore, the globalization department is a big proponent of rescinding the Second Amendment because we will not be armed to defend ourselves. And that, as I understand it, is the grand global conspiracy. Now, I could continue to go on about it, or I could cut AJ to this scene from a movie from 1998 starring David Duchovny, Gillian Anderson, and it is called The X-Files Movie, and this is it being explained by a man played by Martin Landau. Because I know too much about the truth. According to the newspaper, FEMA was called out to manage an outbreak. Are you familiar with what the Federal Emergency Management Agency's real power is? FEMA allows the White House to suspend constitutional government upon declaration of a national emergency. Think about that. They've been working on this for 50 years. While the rest of the world have been fighting groups and commies, these men have been secretly negotiating a planned Armageddon. The timetable has been set. It'll happen on a holiday when people are away from their homes. The president will declare a state of emergency at which time all government, all federal agencies will come under the power of the Federal Emergency Management Agency. FEMA, the secret government, we're going to find out along with the rest of the country when it's too late. Yeah, so that's the theory. How you doing, AJ? Do you, do you, is there blood coming out of your ears, nose, or eyes? No, it's just the same headache I get every time I listen to about FEMA. <laughs> All right, so here are the three things we're going to focus on today's show. Number one. We're going to focus on the ridiculous, the fluoride conspiracy, the insane, the FEMA conspiracy, and finally, the offensive, the Sandy Hook conspiracy. We're going to save that one for last because that's the one where I'm going to lose my shit. All right. So we're not going to talk about government-sponsored tornadoes? 
We're not going to get in. Yeah, because we don't, honestly, AJ, we, we don't have the time nor the, I don't have the inclination to fight every little conspiracy theory out there. So we're going to focus on the three that are, one's fun, one's crazy, and one is just outright shitty people being shitty people. So let's start with the fun one, because this is a fun show. I'm a fun guy. You're a fun guy. Smile. There we go. It's all nice and good. Fluoride in the drinking water is a communist conspiracy that has been adapted by the, I'm sorry, if we're going to do this, let's, let's do it right. It, it, it has been funded by the New World Order. So here's the, I got that perfectly queued up, man, every single time. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. <laughs> here's the thing. This is the, this is the fluoride conspiracy. The New World Order, I, I can't do it every time, is out there, and they're putting fluoride in the drinking water. Why? To lower your intelligence. Do you know why they want to lower your intelligence? So that you are incapable of perceiving the changes to the world around you where your freedom is being taken away. So every township, every city that puts fluoride in the drinking water is out to kill you. They ignore stats by the Centers for Disease Control that tell you that 25% of people, that teeth decay is down 25% in children since they have started this program in the 1950s because the fluoride in the water helps protect the teeth. It also helps clean the water. This is a scientific studied fact. It is supported by every major medical institution except for the ones that lean towards the right, which are paid for doctors. Fluoride in the drinking water is not harmful to you. There is more arsenic in your drinking water than there is fluoride, both of which at low levels are basically can't do anything to you. Is fluoride toxic to you? Yes, in the same way that chlorine is toxic to you. But you can go swimming in chlorine because if it's at a low enough parts per million, it doesn't affect you. Have you ever swum in overchlorinated water? It stings your eyes. It messes with your skin a little bit, but it's not going to poison you. You're not going to die from it. Just like your brain isn't going to be shrunk by drinking tap water because tap water has fluoride in it. It also has a little bit of chlorine in it. And like I said, it has arsenic. It has feces in it, by the way. There, if you analyze what comes out of the tap of your drinking water at the microscopic level, you will find everything. That doesn't mean that it's out to kill you. There is no secret government plot with fluoride to lower your intelligence, mainly because it, it, you would gain nothing from doing so. This is a common theme. You will find this conspiracy out there on the internet. AJ, are you afraid that fluoride is making you stupid? No. Okay. What was your first exposure to this? Because I'll tell you mine in a minute, and it's pretty fucking funny. I mean, how, how about... With, with, well, so for fluoride with me, um, when I first heard about it, you know, through Alex Jones and through other people like Alex Jones, you know, I had to like investigate a little bit further about it because, yeah, I mean, I, I got to be a little bit full disclosure. I mean, there's a little bit of me. It's like, is fluoride that bad for you? And, you know, when you look at the history of fluoride, you know, I mean, it, it originally was like this propaganda machine that the Soviets were doing it. You know, it's the Soviets are poisoning you know, U.S. water and everything, and it's the communists that are doing this and everything. So ever since then, from the 50s forward, have always been this propaganda machine that fluoride's poisonous and everything. We don't call it, we don't say communists are doing it anymore. We're saying other people are doing it. We're, we're saying other people are doing it, whether it's the New World Order or anyone else and everything, or government who is sponsoring New World Order programs or what have you. So, I mean, I'm not on that 
fence anymore about fluoride because, like you said, I mean, there, there's fluoride, there's arsenic, um, there's chlorine, uh, there, there's feces, and there's a, we have pharmaceuticals Copper, that and- people throw in their toilets that then go into sanitation systems and then that gets through processed and then we drink that same water in it. Um, you know, it's, it's, so it's a, we, we, everything that we drink still has chemicals in it. Um, you know, I try my best to purify water as much as possible and everything. But, you know, parts per million, it's not going to kill you. It's, it's not going to, you know, shrink your um, pituitary gland in your brain and, you know, and crystallize it so that you're going to be stupid or anything similar to that. It's just not going to do that. And, and at the end of the day, you know, if you're worried about fluoride being in the water, why not, why not fluoride that the dentists use? Or your toothpaste. You know what I'm saying? So if you're worried about water, how come not, you're not, you know, attacking the American Dental Association that's promoting fluoride in your toothpaste and everything. Um, that's why I kind of, I always laugh at when people say, well, I'm against this, but not toothpaste. Well, no, I want clean teeth. There's fluoride in there. <laughs> Says so in big letters. Do you want if, if I may, would you like to know when I first learned about fluoride? Yeah. Here we go. As soon as it pops up. This is from the Justice League cartoon. (laughs) Just tell me what you've learned. Topically applied fluoride doesn't prevent tooth decay. It does render teeth detectable by spy satellite. That's what I learned about fluoride and toothpaste. Was Justice League? Yeah, that's the question. Telling, telling a scientist who's interrogating, tell me what you've learned. Topically applied fluoride doesn't prevent tooth decay. It does make it identifiable to spy satellites. <clears throat> Here's the thing about the tooth decay thing, or the fluoride thing, that, I, that is most disturbing to me. There is a lot of information out there that will tell you statistics, numbers, you know, that thing that exists when you do math, that will tell you that fluoride is good for the population, that it has lowered the dental costs. And the you, you mentioned earlier the communist conspiracy about fluoride. The actual origins of that, believe it or not, you can trace it back to the American Dental Association. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, because they didn't want people to have healthier teeth because it was costing dentists money. And there's a great example of that. If you watch the show Parks and Recreation, there's a whole three-episode arc where Leslie is trying to get fluoride into the town's drinking water, and the only person who opposes it is Jeremy Jam because he's an orthodontist. Right. That's the general idea. Most of these conspiracies that you hear of have origins in places where people benefit. And the fluoride one is fun because it's just stupid and you can literally break it down any way that you want but the most important one is that there's arsenic in your drinking water there are like you said there's any number of things in the drinking water at the lowest microbial level but that doesn't mean that it can harm you there is gold in your drinking water believe it or not but it it won't kill you it it will just it, it either collects or whatever but you're not it is not going to harm you long term nothing of this level does the only time that drinking water harms you long term is when conservatives block funding to repair pipes and then you get fucking flint michigan right. so that's when drinking water is bad and you'll notice that these people are always very quiet about that kind of stuff but they're very loud about the idea of putting fluoride in water and believe me when i tell you that the people of flint michigan would kill to have fluoride in their water right now right So 
that's fluoride, and we could spend more time on it if we wanted to, but that's a basic one, and it's fun, and it's easy, and it's whatever. We're going to move the one that gives you a headache. We're going to move to the one that I find inconceivable, and it's the one that is from the X-Files, and this is the one that matters to all of us. This is the FEMA concentration camp conspiracy. It is the cornerstone of the Alex Jones conspiracy theory. It states that FEMA, which was signed into law in the 1930s, I believe, thereabouts, is a group that has been placed into the United States government for the purpose of overriding the United States Constitution to enact martial law across the country and to force people into concentration camps, not to be killed, but to be put into a labor force, at which point there will be genetic warfare against those people to decimate the population. The conspiracy comes from many places, but it is focused mainly on the idea of a camp Outside in, uh, I want to say it's in Arkansas. I want to double check. I had my information here. That they have these camps all across the country. And one of them in Arkansas, from satellite photos, they have seen 10,000 coffin-like devices out on the lawn for the world to see. And those are there to handle the thousands of dead bodies that will eventually be used in these FEMA camps. Now, that has been debunked. Not only has it been debunked by Snopes.com, it has also been debunked by Popular Mechanics. You know Popular Mechanics. They're a magazine that have been around, I don't know, since I think the 1920s was when they first came out. And they are a respected journalistic organization, and they are able to do... All sorts of wonderful things, but here's where it gets into it. They have done many articles about this. It's the Beach Grove Amtrak facility. This is the one I'm talking about, where they have the the coffins that are out there. Mm-hmm. But it is not that. It is a privately owned company that makes grave liners, weatherproof grave liners. Every time somebody you know dies at the bottom of the grave, they put one of these liners. They are there to keep the coffin in place, basically, so that they don't sink into the ground. They have been sold for, I think, 40 years all across the country. They've never had an issue, but they're weatherproof. So to save money on storage, they just store them outside. But they're next to a, a government facility that is an, that's not even a government facility. It's an Amtrak facility. And the conspiracy theorists will tell you that these things are out there to get ready for some global war that is never going to happen this is the evidence that they point to of globalization is that a bunch of coffins outside what is going to lead to the massive destruction of the united states you've seen this stuff before you were talking earlier about beach grove i'd like you aj to explain what you think and know about this whole I, I, I don't even know what to call it. Uh, a three-card Monty game that they're playing? Go ahead. About Bohemian Grove? No, uh, is it Bohemian Grove? Because the one I was looking at said Beach Grove. Is that the... Well, Bohemian Grove is the Secret Society group. No, no, no. Okay, so I, the one I'm talking about, actually, I, I got doing the wrong one. It wasn't an after facility. It is the plastic coffins outside of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, they're manufactured by Covington-based uh, Vantage Products. You can look them up. They've been selling uh, air-sealed... Uh, coffin liners and grave liners since 1947 it's saying here so they're black polypropylene products they're black plastic so they just store them outside next to a facility 
the lot that was filmed in a Alex Jones documentary is a, let's see here. It's filmed in Madison, Georgia. It is a vantage storage facility. It is of the 900 or so, 900,000 or so in-ground burials in the U.S. each year. A small percentage of those arrange their own caskets and vaults, which Vanguard's holds at the storage facility until the appropriate time. According to company vice president of operations, there are approximately 50,000 vaults in storage in Madison, Georgia. It is nowhere near the, qual- the, quality, the quantity that they talk about on the Internet. These people specifically Alex Jones, say that this is evidence of globalization. And I'm curious, AJ, if that argument in any way holds any water for you. No, and, you know, the other thing with the FEMA camp, concentration camp, um, conspiracy is, you know, a lot of them are linking to what the 111th Congress did, I think that's around 2008-9, if I, if I remember correctly, which was a um, House Resolution 645, which... The, the short title of that bill was the National Emergency Centers for Established Act. So what they what that essentially is that through the uh, the Department of Homeland Security is to create like emergency shelters or some sort of installations and everything. So when Hurricane Katrina happened, people have no homes, then FEMA can go in and start making installations for people to stay in, having some sort of shelters and everything. So there's this big cognitive dis- disconnect of you know, concentration camps and this actual emergency act to have people who are in you know, these disasters, whether it's hurricanes, um, ma- massive tornadoes, earthquakes, whatever the case may be, sh- even ma- uh, mass shootings, that FEMA can go in and provide all of these installations to come in to provide some sort of, like I said, shelter or some sort of like hub for the community to go to for Red Cross purposes, water, food, you know, central communication, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really this bill that a lot of the conspiracy theorists like to anchor onto because they said this is the bill that creates the FEMA concentration camps and that's not necessarily the case. They're taking an actual piece of legislation and now they're muddying up the water if it were and saying you know this is legislation for concentration camps. The interesting thing to me about what you're saying is it was in 2008 the bill that you're talking about? 2009 I believe. 2009. Which is the rare example of the United States federal government learning its lesson. Because in 2005, we had a massive hurricane destroy most of New Orleans. Not destroy it, but make it un- unhabitable for a while. And if you remember those stories, and if you've seen the wonderful documentary by Spike Lee called When the Levees Broke, the biggest uh, tragedy out of New Orleans other than the deaths has been the fact that a lot of people haven't been able to go back home. And for a while, in case you've forgotten uh, uh, the 11, Jesus Christ, it was 11 years ago. Right. People were stuck in the Superdome for days with no food and no water and overused toilets. And what they've learned is they need stuff ready so that if they have a massive population that doesn't have anywhere to go, we need somewhere for these people to live so they can have some form of stability so they can have a life that isn't just survival immediately following these kinds of horrible acts and uh, horrible acts, these horrible acts of nature that, or even man-made problems 
As an example, the, the deep water horizon off the Gulf Coast that made certain sections of the Gulf un- unhabitable. You can have these things built. This is this is the government learning its lesson and trying to be ready in in case in the future something like that were to happen again. They have procedures in place. Are you saying, conspiracy theorists, that you don't want that? That you want people dying in the Superdome? Why? Because you don't want the government to have so much power that they can be ready to help people? This is the problem with their theory, is that when you when you start to look at it and you try to unravel it's like what was that game that came out when we were kids kerplunk where you pull the stick out and it's like i'm just you're pulling out endless sticks to try to get the ball of understanding to drop and it's like the other side just keeps throwing sticks into the freaking thing to keep it going it's nuts and i i've just i've the the fema conspiracy thing the funniest aspect of it and the reason why i don't take alex jones seriously at all with this stuff if you look into it, the FEMA conspiracy did not exist, really. It was not widely thought of by even uh, conspiracy theorists as a real thing until 1998. AJ, what happened in 1998? Do you know? Well, a lot of things happened in 1998. There is only one reason why this thing became popular in 1998. Do you know what it is? Which one? It is the X-Files movie. That is literally it. If you go online and try to trace the origins of conspiracy theories, a lot of them go back. Like the New World Order one goes back to ancient Rome. But the actual FEMA conspiracy, like the idea of that, is not popularly talked about until 1998 when it's in the X-Files movie. And then suddenly the internet explodes into these things about the conspiracy. And now it's 2016. It's almost 20 years ago that that thing came out. This is why I wonder sometimes about the Hillary Clinton allegations of corruption. Because if you say something long enough, it just becomes accepted as truth. FEMA is not an evil organization. It just makes for a really good scene for Martin Landau to talk to David Duchovny in the back alley of a bar while the song One is the Loneliest Number is playing and then a car pulls up with the well-dressed, uh, with the well-manicured man. Like, but that's, that's the thing with conspiracy theories, though, is it's just like what I just mentioned about, you know, this bill and then trying to say it's a completely different other thing. A lot of these conspiracy theories come from a place of someone's own agenda discrimination or prejudice or whatever it is. I mean, that's where it comes from. And and I, and I want to use the example when, I, when we were on the old radio show and I had a guest on my show. Um, he lives in Canada, and I originally had him on a show because he was an international judge and everything, and I wanted to talk about that. But then he wanted to talk about something else he was passionate about, so we went to the break. He told me what it was. We'll see, we, we see how far this flies. He comes back on, and we talk about time travel and how Obama was a time-traveling person. And I'm like, what do you mean by this? And he goes, Obama and this other guy who's actually running for president right now, uh, you went to school together, and they both time-traveled to see Obama's presidency unfold in fact that a, a, a little boy named barack who i suppose it was named as barry actually time traveled to see obama's actual presidency they went back and then followed the steps to get to the presidency and everything and it's like so why are we doing this and everything he was talking about came from a place of discrimination that he really did not like obama at all so that's one example. Fluoride is another one. We talked about, you know, there's that communist link and other links that people think 
that fluoride is this dangerous thing. Same with the FEMA camps. Um, sure, there have been examples in the past, and you can draw comparisons, but they're not really things until they actually happen and what have you. Um, I, I remember back in, um, what year, 2008 or so, the whole thing of this North American Union where Canada, the United States, and Mexico were going to form like a European Union where there's going to be one currency and we're going to be under one government and there's going to be this big nasty thing and that died relatively quickly and what have you. Conspiracy theories, as I said, come from a place that people just don't like a certain group an individual, a certain ideology, and they project, you know, all this information and they like to skew information as well. And, and I've told Nick this before about the whole Rothschild thing. You know, I mean, is there something to it? Sure, about central banking. But if you listen to people talking about the Rothschilds, it's a very anti-Semitic place. You know? Yeah. It, we're, we're doing it because they're Jewish. We're doing it because of Whatever. That's all the primary um, argument is, is that, you know, they're, they're this Jewish family. You know, it's not about central banking. It's about a person and a family who's about a certain religious and cultural heritage. You know, why was it, why is there all these right wingers against Obama? Why is Alex Jones against Obama? Because he's black. That's and liberal. what it comes down to the end of the day. Conspiracy theories be, come down to discrimination, prejudice, xenophobic, every other ist and phobia there is at the end of the day. I was speaking to my sister, who she wanted me to be very clear about this when I, when I say this. She is a licensed clinical social worker. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so she deals with the mentally ill a lot. Um, and she says that mental illness is a lot more prevalent on a lower level with people than we're all willing to admit. Right. Um, but she says the most important one with anyone who's truly lost it is what we would commonly refer to as delusions of grandeur. That you are important. That you yourself are much more important to the world than your neighbor, than a stranger. That you matter and you can stand up and be counted. And what I've come to realize is that a guy like Alex Jones and his ilk, but mainly him is what I'd like to focus on, mm -hmm. is the American equivalent, and I'm going to use a word here, and it's going to be fun, and this is going to be something that I'm going to put up in our title because, again, we're trying to pick a fight with the biggest dog in the yard. He's a jihadist. He is the American version of a jihadist. He believes what he is saying is true. He has advocated for violent overthrow of the United States government. He has said repeatedly that people who are running for office in this country are bought and paid for by an illegal, powerful group, a cabal, if you will, that run the world. And that the only option is for you, the listener of his show, to stand up and fight. And we're going to get into his, la his the, the third conspiracy, the third string of his conspiracy theory in a minute and what it means for everything else. But I want to focus on this for a second. There is a tactic that can be used by these people. And it is very similar and it is, in fact, almost the same thing as Jim Jones in San Francisco in the 1970s. There is a cultist aspect to the conspiracy theory. And here's where it comes in. When you watch an Alex Jones show, which 
unfortunately, AJ and I had to do to get ready for this. Did you notice the most ingenious thing that he does, AJ, before every before he even talks? Oh, besides that he's the shit? No. What he does that's genius is when he puts up the graphic, it goes, you press play on his YouTube video. Infowars.com pops up. That's normal. That's the same thing as seeing the CNN logo or ABC right. when you start one of their videos. The next line is, you are the resistance. That is genius. It's not a new idea. It's been used throughout history. But the way that he does it is very subtle and very important. By watching this show, you are part of a select group. And this select group knows what's wrong with the world. And only we, with you helping, can we stop. That's why I did the intro at the beginning of the show the way that I did. The idea is to isolate you from other people. To make you feel like you are part of something special. And as a result of that... You feel that anyone outside your circle is attacking you because they can see that you know something that they don't. Therefore, they are attacking you out of the fear of your power. And your power only comes from being even more involved in the resistance. As an example, if you were to be in San Francisco in the 1970s and were part of Jim Jones's cult, it starts out innocent and simple with little things but the deeper you go the more ingrained that you become if you want another example of how this works watch the documentary on scientology it is it's it's the same method you are special you can fix this only you can do this and maybe you can bring a few of your people with you but the truth is the world is dangerous the world is scary and these people are out to get you and i I can stop you. And the way that you know that this is coming to a head and is important is that there's the Republican nominee for President of the United States, Jackass Von Hairpiece, stood up at the Republican convention and said, and only I can fix it, which is insane because no one does it alone and you have a guy on the internet who's backing him who is telling the four million followers that he has to go out and support trump but be careful how you do it because the sheeple of which you and i apparently should be counted will fight against you because we are so uninformed that we don't know what's going on it's all bullshit but it's designed to isolate you and it's designed to make you support anything that he says because he has now drawn a circle around his little organization and anything that attacks it is part of the conspiracy and that's the genius of it because if somebody who is even slightly on their side the best example was glenn beck glenn beck and alex jones were basically the same guy for a while then glenn beck started going no alex jones is actually even crazier than i am mm -hmm. and alex jones immediately goes he's a sellout the conspiracy got to him he's clearly lost it and he can't do it anymore so now all of his followers should come to me because he's clearly sold you out that is the power of this you know how he got to start right he was a shock jock on dallas radio Right. I mean, he had he was on Access TV down there in Austin, of all places. Yeah. And, you know, that was and then from there, the Alex Jones show aired on Genesis Communication Network. OK. Which I mean, if, for, for my understanding of Genesis Communication Network is a very uh, religious um, organization that also talks about, you know, limited government and stuff like that and everything. But I mean. Uh, you know, the, the origin story of Alex Jones is, you know, is he comes from Texas, <laughs> yeah. you know, he, he's he's this he, he's a he's a Texan through and through, but a bad Texan. 
Um, he's, like I said before, he believes in an ideology and a religion, and he's a Christian jihadist that believes that he is right and he has the biggest stick, and I mean that metaphorically, um, and you should listen to him. But he doesn't have all that shit. May I, may I, this is Alex Jones. This is the famous clip. This is Alex Jones on Pierce Morgan tonight talking about <laughs> gun control after the Sandy Hook, uh, I believe, immediately within two weeks of the Sandy Hook shooting. Yeah. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. This is, what's up? That was a fun show. Here we go. Hey, wait a minute. I have FBI yeah. crime statistics okay. that come out a year late, 2011. 20 plus percent crime drop in the last nine years. Real violent crime because more guns means less crime. Britain took the guns 15, 16 years ago. Tripling of your overall violent crime. True, we have a higher gun violence uh, level, but overall mugging, stabbings, deaths. You, those men raped that woman in India to death with an iron rod four feet long. You can't ban the iron rods. The guns, the iron rods, Pierce, didn't do it. The tyrants did it. Hitler took the guns. Stalin took the guns. Mao took the guns. Fidel okay. Castro took the guns. Hugo Chavez took the guns. And I'm here to tell you, 1776 will commence again if you try to take our firearms. Doesn't matter how many lemmings you get out there on the street begging for them to have their guns taken. We will not relinquish them. Do you understand? Not this is on CNN. I, I love how he goes from comb the piston seconds, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's always, I always enjoy watching that whole charade of, you know, he's very calm and all this. And then I'm fucking pissed. Yeah. It's a tactic. It's a manipulation. Here's my question to you. Do you think he really is that? Or do you think he is Colbert-ing, basically? What do, you, what do you think I, it is? I, I really, I mean, you and I both know that there there's some people, and sometimes we do this ourselves, that there's a certain persona that we need to... Um, distinguish ourselves from other broadcasters, right? Um, we, we need to be, we're, we're amongst the choir of broadcasters, but we have to have our unique voice through the internet and the radio waves and everything. And, you know, like, um, I'm losing his name, Howard Stern did it, Mankow did it, now Alex Jones is doing it, Stephanie Miller has, is doing it. Um, even Ed Schultz has done it, you know, and they have actually, a different persona. Which is actually funny because there's one person who did it the reverse. There's a person who had it and then lost it, and that would be Rachel Maddow. Right. Rachel Maddow used to be, the, honestly, a liberal version of Alex Jones um, and then stopped doing it when she got hired by NBC or and, MSNBC. And, and the same thing with Ed Schultz. Ed Schultz was supposed to be this independent um, South Dakotan, you know, and, you know, he goes, I'm going to tell the truth and everything. America is great and everything. And Bush is a fucker and blah, 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 blah. Once he gets on MSNBC, now he has a face to it. Ladies and gentlemen, um, fracking's okay. Um, and, you know what I'm saying? Um, and we can talk the whole radio, television dynamic at another show. But, you know, Alex Jones, you know, I, I want to believe that if I see him in the streets of Austin, I hope not. And that I can actually have a conversation with him, that he still believes what he believes, but it's more calming, and he may be passionate about something, but I can still talk to him. Not this raging um, lunatic. megomaniac. You know, he's a lunatic. 
he's, a, he's, he's a well, he, he's a messiah complex, right? You know, and people with a messiah complex, I just don't battle with them very well because I don't want to listen to them. We're going to get into the final piece of this conspiracy because this is the part that I really wanted to focus on. This is the part that made me want to do the show. This is the part that made me offended and angry. But before we do that, see how I'm setting it up? Like I like, I was, I like how you're like prolonging. Yeah. Well, no, because I want to get because the truth is, once we start on it, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. But a great example of what these people do to get you to believe it is they change things to fit their narrative. All right. Most famously. They quoted a, one of the Rothschild members. I believe his name is William Rothschild. Yeah. And they quoted him as saying the following on their website, on an article about how this all works. The quote that they used was, we are on the verge of a global transformation. All we need is the right major crisis, and the nations will accept... New world order. So here's the... That's their quote, that the nations will accept the new world order. All right? This is the original quote, as found by Snopes.com, and you can find an article also back this up on CNN, and I believe I found another one on the New York Times. The present window of opportunity during which a truly peaceful and independent, interdependent world order might be built will not be open for too long. Already there are powerful forces at work that threaten to destroy all of our hopes and efforts. So the original quote is one about world peace. The second quote makes it seem like there's a nefarious plot to take us all over, and what bugs me about all of this is it's a manipulation of information to suit the narrative that you are suggesting, which we are in many ways doing the same thing. The difference is that ours doesn't call for anybody to be hurt. We don't call anybody enemies. We don't call anybody even, even Alex Jones, I don't think of as a horrible person. He's just wrong. And I wouldn't give a shit if he didn't have 4 million followers doing everything that he says. Right. And now we're going to get to it. All right, and this is the one that prompted it. This is the one that started it, and I know I've been prolonging it, but here it is. I'm going to say this, and I want you all to stick with me. Alex Jones and the people who support him and the people who follow him and the people who also work along the same line as him believe and have posted and have put things out there that on December 21st, 2012, when 20 children and six teachers were gunned down at an elementary school in Connecticut, never happened was an elaborate hoax by the left, was a false flag information they love using, a false flag operation, which is a term they love to use, that was perpetrated by the left and the liberals and the NWO to make sure that we were all more than willing to give up our guns so that we would accept globalization later on down the line without armed violent resistance. That 20 children and their grieving parents are not real and that they are not dead and that they live around the country taken care of by this government that the families of these were actors that there were no dead children that the photos from inside the school the horrific photos of bloody hallways that very few have been released to the press because of their horrific nature were 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 made up in some cases that the sandy hook school never even truly existed this is what they believe they believe it is part of an agenda to take away people's guns this is insane it is offensive, but most importantly, it short sights the death, the needless death of 20 beautiful children in a small town 
who have no reason to be dead except that a bad person did a bad thing. And I know that that sounds reductive, but this is the problem with conspiracy theories. They are a cowardly group of people who do not want to admit the simple fact that your life is in danger every second of every day because all it ever truly takes is a crazy person with a gun or a bomb or a knife to end your fucking life. Why? Because we are all open to it at any given point and they don't want to admit the simplest of facts that the world is a dangerous place where bad things happen to good people and that fills them with fear and a lack of control and so they create narratives to make them feel better because it's a lot better to believe that those kids never died than to believe that one man can kill 20 kids in a school. And so they create this and they don't have to deal with the fact that they should probably act to get rid of AR-15s because if they do that, then they are surrendering to common sense and they are surrendering to the idea, the simplest of ideas, that we shouldn't make it so easy for a gunman to kill an entire school, a entire classroom filled with kids. And so they create this. And now we're going to break it down a little bit. But AJ... Sandy Hook Elementary never happened. Just that sentence alone, your emotional feeling after I say something like that. Uh, anytime I hear anyone say that like Sandy Hook never happened or any tragedy never happened, is I, I, I just simply have no words for that because it's just stupid. It's very idiotic. Because you do not want to actually face the reality, as you said, that we have a real issue in this country. And that issue is that we have too many damn guns. Um, violence in this, in this United States is a very systemic thing. You know, we, we have systemic violence and, through various apparatuses in the state. And we have people who just want to cling on to the gun. Right here in my hometown, there's a, a sports outlet that's been there for years, and it was my first place I ever got my fishing equipment from and everything. And they do hunting stuff as well. But when I moved back here almost a year ago, I drove by it, and I saw this big sign out. It says, AR-15s for sale. Get them while they're hot. And I was just simply appalled that after Sandy Hook, after Orlando, after all these shootings, that we still have people believing that we need more guns because there is this conspiratorial idea that we need a militia, the government's really out to get us, um, people are trying to whatever the thing may be guns and saying shit that certain events never happened is nothing and i hate saying i never say this to people but i'm going to say this for this one insular situation when you have a small dick and you want to cling on to your gun because you want to be the man then you have a serious problem I'm sorry because I've been around too many guys who want to be masculine. That the gun's a man thing. The gun 
um, is the way to be a man and what have you. It's nothing but a fucking joke. You and I both know that and everything. There's more to be a man than having a gun and everything. If you want to have a gun, go out and hunt. I don't care for that. Go ahead. Hunt a deer, hunt a turkey. That's your thing and everything. I'm going to be against it. But do you do you. Use it for target practice. That's fine with it. But when you fucking point that at a human being... Um, I am not going to tolerate that one bit. And when, you're, when you have someone going out there who hunted down children, that's a huge-ass problem. And you are reinforcing the idea that it is okay for someone to do that. And by you not standing up and saying that it's not okay for this person to obliterate these children that have no future right now they even they have not begun life's journey yet and we're talking about a man behind a mic on an internet show that calls himself a christian and yet he looks at hindus and muslims and everyone outside of western religion that they're the biggest problem in the united states that organized religion is the biggest problem in the United States, but yet you're in the biggest organized religion that's in the United States right now in the Western world, and yet you can't fucking tell me what the Bible really says and the Jesus effing Christ did not say you can use a weapon against people because he did not fucking teach that whatsoever. You and I both know that, Alex Jones. You and I both know that a person who wrote that goddamn book said, Help thy neighbor, regardless who they were. Jesus helped lepers. Jesus helped prostitutes. Jesus helped those who were blind. Jesus went out there and proclaimed the fall of Rome. He wanted to tear Rome down. But yet you're going to sit there and tell me that the biggest problem is Muslims and Hindus and everything outside of a white religion called Christianity? Give me a fucking break. You're getting into the religious aspect of this guy, and I want to get to that in a minute. Uh, but when it comes to the Sandy... I just, I just, the only reason I'm doing this is because I mean, he's a fucking joke, and yeah. this is where my humanist atheist... No, he is a fucking joke. That's literally what the name of this episode is going to be called. We're going to post it to everything that comes out with his name for the next week, and it's literally going to say, listen to our podcast out front with AJ and Nick, Alex Jones is a fucking joke, because he is a joke, because he can't be taken seriously by if you apply critical thought to anything that he says. And I'm going to give you this because this is important to me that we understand that there are people who believe this shit and I want to save at least a few of them if I can and it comes down to this this is from Popular Mechanics they took the five aspects okay of the idea of the Sandy Hook conspiracy that people use and broke them down and I'm going to quote right now this is from Popular Mechanics the, on the first aspect, that the parents were actors and the children were actors hired by a firm to, as crisis actors to make it seem like it had really happened. Here right. we go. The notion that Homeland Security is employing crisis actors to portray grieving parents and others connected with the Sandy Hook shooting, such as Nick and Laura, Laura and Nick Phelps, is based on nothing more than superficial physical similarities between persons connected to the Sandy Hook shootings and completely unrelated persons. It appears to have originated from the material gleaned on a website called Well Aware One, a website whose stock and trade is claiming that politicians, government officials, celebrities, and other people in media events are actually imposters 
portrayed by actors, many of whom are supposedly members of the Greenberg Sexton family. Among other articles, the site maintains that Adolf Hitler and Walt Disney were both pseudo-personas portrayed by Kermit Roosevelt, son of U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt. Okay? That's where the actor theory comes from. The other one that they they point out is that on if you go to the website to look, if you try to look into the Sandy Conspiracy, one of the big things they tell you is that there were posts on the Internet that predate the massacre. Okay? Right. Right. So that if you look at it, you can say that, well, this article was posted whatever date. Here's what they do to do that. There is This is from Popular Mechanics again. The dates of some Facebook pages and snippets of Google search results related to Sandy Hook have been presented as supposed proof that the materials about the shootings were up on the Internet several days or more before the actual occurrence of the shootings. However, these dates do not provide reliable timelines. Facebook pages, which were initially created to power out of the Sandy Hook shootings for other reasons and then renamed, repurposed as memorial, tributes, condolences, and donation sites, retained their original pre-shooting creation dates. And the dates that uh, propended to Google search results are imprecise and do not accurately reflect the dates on which the referred materials, reference materials first appeared on the web, uh, especially when the context of existing web pages have been modified to include new material. Uh, using a date-restricted search, one can find many web-based examples of reference to Sandy Hook shootings using which Google search results will erroneously date as having been published prior to the date of actual shootings. I can actually speak to this better than most, and I will tell you why. About six months ago, a man left The Daily Show. You may have heard of him. His name is John Stewart. Do you remember John Stewart, uh, AJ? No, who is he? Okay. Well, he's a wonderful man. Anyway. Is uh, he? I heard he was a dick. I, I heard that he's part of the conspiracy, that he was bought and paid for by the Rothschilds. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. So he left. And it was during one of those periods where Trevor was off for a couple of weeks. Uh, the election hadn't really kicked off. I think both nominees had been selected. And really, I just wanted to, what I really wanted to watch was the, the stretch of episodes that John Oliver hosted. Okay, because right. I thought that that was my, my one of my favorite moments on The Daily Show is how he would just make fun of the fact that Stewart wasn't there. Right. And as I'm watching it, and I'm trying to find certain episodes, if you just type in John Oliver Daily Show. You're going to get a lot of results of videos. Not all of them are for when he hosted. Some of them are segments that he was in as a correspondent. So what I did is I figured out the range of dates that John Oliver hosted from. So it was from like August whatever to September whatever. That was the two months that he did it or July whatever. I think it was from July through August. Okay. So what I typed in was 7-1-2011, I think. And then... 831 2011 in what's called a custom search google has an option you can use it it's not user friendly though and you can do what's called a custom search you can literally kind of like when you go to the library and use microfilm limit the amount of time from which google will pull information from websites that are dated however when i used it what i would notice is there were a lot of videos that came out that were not within that date range because they contained the words john oliver because it's searching for anything that has to do with john oliver and that date which means if there's anything in a comment back section anything having to do with post cut with coverage later if an article that was about him was changed in, in that time period the search results will show you the date that you were look that, that predates the dates you were looking for 
because it is scanning the entire web page for anything, which means that any date that is on there, it will find, and then it will highlight as part of the search results, and you can go directly to that section of the page. So when you look and you see Sandy Hook shooting from February 3rd, 2012, or from December 9th, 2012, and the shooting was on the 21st, what's happening is, is that at some point in a web page, somebody referenced February 3rd for whatever reason. So now the web page generates that as a search result. That doesn't mean that the the stuff was posted beforehand. It just means that there's something on the web page that does it. This is basic level shit that anyone who wants to disprove a theory like this can do. That's the Google search thing. That's the Facebook post thing. And I think the whole idea of names that were changed to reflect, as an example, if your child who was shot at a school had a Facebook page, and you want to raise awareness of what happened, you might change the name of the page to remembering child's name, mm-hmm. right? Which is not a new page. It's just you've changed the name of something existing, which means the published date stays the same, okay? Again, kerplunk. There's another straw taken out. Here's the other one, and this is my favorite because this is from Alex Jones himself in an article that he wrote and then presented on his page. On September 24th, 2014, InfoWars published an article called The FBI Says No One Killed at Sandy Hook, concluding that a lack of murders included in the agency's 2012 crime stats amounted to proof that the massacre in Newtown was a false flag attack. Then there is a graphic that shows you that in 2012 in Newtown, Connecticut, there were only seven cases of violent crime and, let's see here, uh, property crime, 185, and zero murders. There were zero murders in Newton, Connecticut in 2012. But what this fails to do, and again from Popular Mechanics, however, as, an often, as, as is often the case in this sort of misinterpretation, the conspiracy puffs at InfoWars neglected to factor in the complicated relationships between local, state, and federal law enforcement agencies. The death of Sandy Hook Elementary fell under the jurisdiction of the Connecticut State Police and thus were not included under Newtown's crime statistics for the year of 2012. This information is debunked on a separate article on the site. Okay? That is, I think, four aspects of his stupid theory that nobody happened at Sandy Hook. On the article that he posted and wrote about Sandy Hook, it's full of all of that, how you can prove that Sandy Hook didn't happen. But we're going to get into the final part of the conspiracy that we've kind of mentioned a couple times but haven't really gotten into, which is, again, that there's a global cabal that is planning to eliminate 90% of the population to enslave us all, to put us into camps. Now, you might be asking the very logical reasonable and if you ever watched law and order question of why right mm-hmm. why why do all of this why move a global conspiracy to this level why try to kill 90 percent of the population to bring them under your thumb why try to do any of those things other of course then the following announcement has been paid for by the new world order i i, I can't help it i have to keep doing it <laughs> Why does the New World Order want to kill you? Why does the New World Order want 90% of the population gone? Why do they feel the need to kill us all, to poison our water, to fake gun deaths so that we will have our guns taken away? Why, oh why, oh why is FEMA getting ready to, to concentrate all American civilians into death and labor camps? Why? Because they're Satanists, AJ. Did you know that? <laughs> 
Uh, yes, the Satanist argument. This is from the article titled, No One Died at Sandy Hook, from Infowars.com, byline Alex Jones. This is the last two paragraphs of the article. How's your brain, AJ? Because I'm about to destroy it. It's, it's there. There can be no question that occult magic is in practice at the uppermost tiers of secret societies and that is continuously being researched and experimented with, uh, with using us, the unwitting public, as disposable guinea pigs. While the public follows a god of light and good, secret occult societies conduct depraved sexual acts, many times involving small children, along with blood sacrifices and also ritual demonic summoning, summoning possession, and worship. Why does the government want you dead? Why does... The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Want you dead? Because they're Satanists. Because the sacrifice of people will imbue them with the secret powers. They believe in the devil. They believe that by doing so, they will raise forth a powerful force that will imbue them with power and goodness and immortality that will allow them to control the world for eons and eons and eons. That is what they believe. And I laugh, and you laugh, but this man believes this shit. I know. So we started the show, and I explained what he believes. Well, actually, I did a bullshit impersonation of him, and then we talked about what he believes. So before we get out of here and before we get into our final discussion, let us run through this again one more time about the modern American New World Order global conspiracy. The New World Order wants to take your guns because if they take your guns you will no longer be able to resist them in their efforts of a globalization of a one world government and the one world government will then enact a biological contamination or a nuclear holocaust to decimate the world's population to force them to have to move into mega cities again from the movie judge dread and have to control water and power to give only to the truly faithful and that the rest will be forced to fight amongst themselves at the lower tiers of society in ghettos and slave labor camps amongst themselves, slowly destroying the human race, while the secret satanic society that controls the world from Geneva, Switzerland, will then, by committing these sacrificial acts, believe that they have unlocked the secrets of immortality. And as a result of all of that, your precious country that you love so much will be destroyed by the forces of globalization which is fucking nuts. This is nuts. And the reason that I know it's nuts is that a conspiracy like this can't exist because you can't fake the deaths of 20 children in a modern American society in social media times. That shit does not work. It cannot happen. You are basing your information, Mr. Alex Jones, sir, on everything that is wrong with the United States. You have taken hate and vitriol and prejudice and bigotry and bundled it up and repackaged it as you are the resistance it's okay for you to hate black people shooting each other in the street it's okay for you to say all lives matter not black lives matter because what about black on black crime why don't we talk about that why don't we ever deal with that because you are so good at obfuscating if i ask you to name one lie that the media has told me what you will do is then speak in generalities about things that have happened you can never pin people 
people down on a specific example of the conspiracy actually working. Because here's the problem. Every four years in the United States of America, there's a fucking election. And whether or not people want to believe this or not, the globalization theorists would not have wanted, based on your theory, sir, would not have wanted George W. Bush to be president because he was one of the holy info warriors. He was the governor of your holy state of Texas, which was obviously presented by God to show the rest of the world how to live. Here is the thing. You can't have a global conspiracy and then have things work against the global conspiracy because either they're all powerful and they control everything or they're not because if they're not in charge, then things like Brexit can happen. Because no one in the globalization force would want British to leave the thing. So how can they simultaneously be responsible for rigging an election against Donald Trump, yet lose the election that they wanted to have in England because the people just did it? No, your conspiracies don't make sense. You cannot simultaneously control every election on the planet and then lose the elections. That doesn't make sense. The two things can't go together, you son of a bitch. And the fact that you spread this shit to people who are easily misled because they are just angry at how the world is and nobody wants to deal with the fact that, yeah, seven guys with a really good plan can fly two planes into the World Trade Center. And you know how I know that that can happen? Because it fucking happened. The same way that I know that a guy can walk into a movie theater with a gun and shoot everybody because he has a gun and there's a movie theater. And that's really the only two ingredients that you need. To sit here and say that 20 kids are not dead when they are and that 40 parents are not grieving, not to mention their grandparents, their aunts, their uncles, their cousins, their friends, kids who are in the school who will never be the same mentally as a result of what they saw that horrible fucking day. Or the fact that I can't go to, and and this sounds really selfish and shitty, but it's part of it. I don't get to go to midnight showings anymore because there are no midnight showings because some asshole walked into a movie theater dressed like the fucking Joker during a Batman movie and shot a bunch of people. And the fact that you think that 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 is part of evidence of some conspiracy to take away your guns and not evidence of the fact that, hey, maybe we should look at how people could get guns that easily who are clearly deranged. Maybe we should have that conversation. But no, it's a Satanist conspiracy to destroy you because you are special and the rest of the world is blind and they are sheep. That is the theory of Alex Jones. That is what he believes, and that is what he does. And so I will simply say, Alex Jones is a fucking joke. AJ? Um, I've I've said it before. Uh, He is a fucking joke. And when you're shrouded around a perverted view of religion, a perverted view of political ideology, that you simply don't know what socialism or communism actually is, what you don't know what Satanism actually is, um, how government works, um, how you know you want to be shrouded around racism, xenophobia, um, sexism, because my, my understanding is that he doesn't like women at all. Um, when you want to you know, be the the man because you know you posted yourself with a tray of meat because that's what america is and this is what a guy looks like or what have you um is is this really sad in my view uh when you like i said when you say christianity is a good thing but 
Hindus and Muslims and the alike are bad. Shut the fuck up. When you say that it's communism and socialism because they're part of a new world order and history has proven this, shut the fuck up. When When you want to say a certain family is doing this because of their religious and cultural heritage, shut the fuck up. You know, and, and and don't just hide behind, you know, obscure things like FEMA or um, whatever things are happening and call them conspiracies because what you're doing is creating shiny objects for people to latch on to and saying, this is the real issue. No, the real fucking issue is that we have people out there who actually are doing really shitty things. We have institutions that are really doing shitty things. We have people who are hating other people. These are things, these are the real shit that's going on. But you want to say that there's a government program called FEMA and they're creating concentration camps. There was another program that we don't talk about often and that was internment camps for Japanese and Germans and Italians that were in this country. You go down to Clarendon, Iowa, where my heritage, the Italians, were interned at. Down here in Dixon, Illinois, where you had Japanese and Japanese Americans being internment camps. The most famous out in, in Arizona, Manzanar. Of course. Yeah, and you have um, Manzanar as well, you know, where George Takei was actually at and everything. Yeah, fucking so, Mr. Sulu was a threat to America. You know, these things actually happened. You know, these were government programs that actually happened. There's no conspiracy. They're right there plain as day. I read it to you, H.R. 468 from the 111th Congress about having military installations for people for disaster situations. That's an actual fucking thing. You know, and they're there to help people. And Nick will tell you better than most, as well as some others who are close to me. Yes, there are things that I feel is shitty. Yes, there are hidden agendas that I feel that are happening by the government and by institutions. But they're not Bohemian Grove. It's not Bilderberg Group. It is not the Rothschilds. It's not the Rockefellers. It is right in front of us. It is government, it's elected officials, it's nonprofit industrial complex, it's the apparatus of the state that is right in front of us. We have 400 people since, I believe, 2007, maybe a little earlier than that or before that, um, people getting shot in Chicago. We have actual lead poisoning in Detroit right now. And we in Chicago, have they're saying indigenous it's just un- people who've been forced into actual settlements in Arizona and Oklahoma and New Mexico and Texas and other places in the plains in the Southwest right now. 
These things actually happen. But you're going to sit behind a mic and you're going to tell us, no, it is concentration camps that FEMA's doing everything and we're putting $1 billion into this. No, you fucking idiot. It is not that whatsoever. It is the millions upon millions of dollars that we are doing that are actually forcing Native Americans to be on their own land. And shitty land at that. We're having police officers shooting actual innocent people like Rakita Boyd, Stephen Watts, Flint Farmer, Alton Sterling, Philil Castello. These are people who are actually doing stuff right now. This is what's happening right now. But you want to sit on your fucking high horse because you think your God and your fucking Messiah complex is better than anyone else. Well, I can tell you right now, I too can have a Messiah complex, and I bet you mine's bigger than yours any time of the fucking day. So I can be on your show. You can come on our show. I don't fucking care. I don't mind sitting in front of your face or right in front of the screens of ones and zeros called Skype. I don't care. If you want to ballot out verbally, I don't mind doing that because my Messiah complex is fucking bigger than yours. The preceding announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Because remember, now that we've done this, you and I are part of the problem. We've been bought and paid for by the New World Order. And you know, AJ, because we are a fun show, we both did our little rant, and we know the real threat of the NWO. Do you know what it is? DMX. Why are they doing that to Stone Cold? <laughs> I've had that queued up for two hours. <laughs> it, took, it took me 45 minutes to find it and another 10 minutes to queue it up perfectly because I wanted to save that for the end of the show. <laughs> All right. Before we get out of here, man, I, I, I do. We, we did our passion. We did our whole thing. You said it, and I will say it. There are a lot of people who are going to not listen to the entire show. They're going to start. They're going to get through. But if you've listened to this whole thing, and most importantly, if you're an Alex Jones follower and you hate everything that we said today, that's fine. We don't mind that. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. Most importantly, please email us, Chicago Podcast Network at gmail.com with your death threats. And by the way, I got a death threat the other day. I'm very proud. Really? Yeah, I'm very proud of it. And... Um, what was it? Uh, I was arguing with somebody online about guns, and then they said, well, fine, I'll find your fat ass and shoot you. And I went, that won't be that hard. I'm a large target. And But the guy's like, I'm going to find you and kill you. I'm like, all right, good luck. I live in Glenview. Find me. And he, but whatever. But if you want to, if you want to come at us, if you want to fight with us, honest to God, this this whole show is set up for two reasons. One, yeah, I think that this guy is a dangerous psychopathic fucking lunatic messiah complex, as AJ put it, jihadist son of a bitch who either believes everything he's saying, in which case is a crazy person, or worse, is just lying to make money because that's part of it. Because we didn't even get into the shit that he sells on his website, like his juice. Brain Force, which is advertised on his website as being ready to help you to get ready for the upcoming apocalypse because his juice will help your brain. And he sells DVDs for like, what, 20 bucks or more? Yeah, his very important documentaries that everybody should see, which he charges money for. That's convenient. Here's a documentary I made. It is all about how the world is going to come to the end, and I am the Messiah, and I am here to save you. $20, please. All of it leads to one inescapable conclusion. If you follow Alex Jones, 
you are being lied to by a man who either doesn't know that he's lying or does. In either way, all of his information is hearsay and is not provable. He has no hard factual evidence to back up anything that he says. The people that he brings on his show to back him up are either paid for by him, that's been proven by the way, or are so far out there because they've already believed. It is easy to make it seem like you are preaching the truth when you are only speaking to the faithful. It is a much harder thing to fight with someone who disagrees with you. So I will simply say this, and I know that this isn't going to happen, but it's worth the shot. And as I've said many times in the last month, I would be a fool not to try. Mr. Alex Jones, sir, I'm going to cut out this last piece here that you're listening to right now as a special segment, and I'm going to post it also to the SoundCloud as a challenge. And here it is. My name is Nicholas Sarantos. I am a graduate of the Illinois Center for Broadcasting, and I studied at Southern Illinois University. My associate is A.J. Signeri, and he is the national, or I'm sorry, what is your exact title with the Socialist Party? I'm the vice chair. He is the vice chair of the Socialist Party. We are more than willing, sir, to come on your show or to have you come on our show. You are a much more experienced broadcaster than either of us. Chances are you will kick our ass because you have a staff and there's only the two of us. But here is the challenge to you, sir. Not a single one of your theories holds water. You take a grain of truth and you extrapolate that into a massive conspiracy theory. There is no evidence to back you up. And evidence does not mean books that were written by people with no sources to back up their information. There are two books that you are known for. The one that is most famous is It Came from Jekyll Island, which I have now read some of. I'm not going to finish it because it's insane, but most of it is is bullshit. But what is true is that there were meetings. But that's it. That's all you have. You send cameras out into Toronto and to Ottawa to claim that horrible things are happening within a building that you can't prove because you can't get inside. But here's what it comes down to. You, sir, are a bigot. You're a joke. Your theories don't hold water. You're a flim-flam, man. You are the Wizard of Oz. You're a big talking head with a scared little man behind the curtain. And I dare you to have one of us or both of us on your show or to come on our show and defend your ridiculous, asinine, bigoted positions. I challenge you, sir. And I wish that we hear back from you. Because I'll take an ass kicking. I've had my ass kicked before. But a man is counted when he stands up. That's what a man does. He stands up for what he believes in. And what I believe in is that you are a racist, you're a bigot, and you're a coward. And that is all I have to say about Mr. Alex Jones. AJ, is there anything else you'd like to say on top of that? You're stupid. And AJ says you're stupid. And I think you have a funny-looking nose. This has been Out Front with AJ and Nick. AJ, say goodbye to the people. Bye, people. And again, we're going to, you can find us on Facebook, Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter, Shatdown Podcast One. You can email us, Chicago Podcast Network at gmail.com. And as we've said several times throughout the show, the preceding announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for downloading our episode. Thank you for listening to us. Hopefully we get to pick a fight with Alex Jones later. I have been Nick Sarantos, joined over the interwebs and Skype by my good buddy, AJ Signeri. We are the NWO. 
which is taking over the world of professional wrestling, Mean Gene. You can call us the Outsiders. You can call this the New Blood, or you can call us the New World Order. Because, AJ, say goodnight to the bad guy. Night, bad guy. We out! Six miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You have been listening to the Chicago Podcast Network.